All right, here we go. A Friday edition of the Musings of Dirtbag Duke. Hope you're doing well, staying safe, staying healthy out there, and got great plans for the weekend. Hope you get an opportunity to spend time with your friends and family or do whatever it is you like to do on your free time. Get an opportunity to get out of the office for a couple of days and enjoy life. Going a little bit different direction today for a Friday. Um, Just steering away from the negativity out there, all the bad news, bad information, and the whatnot. Staying out of that fray today, staying out of it, staying above it, going, going a different route. At one of my at one of my previous employers, there was one of our coworkers that I guess the way to put it is, you know, was kind of the department narc. So she had this affinity for gathering information and then sharing it with the upper management, sharing with our super direct supervisor, and then sharing it with uh, EVP. So she felt like that was a way for her to kind of curry favor uh, with these individuals was to take them juicy tidbits of information that she would gather in our department. So, you know, we learned two things about that. One, she don't get on her bad side, okay? So you 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 had to give her the illusion that you were on her side um, because that way she wouldn't try to be searching out dirt to share on you. And then number two, obviously, you never gave her any information because you knew exactly where it was going to go. And, And... on the flip side, don't, I think the only reason why that the supervisor and the EVP had anything to do with her is because, you know, they would get information from her. So it's kind of those really weird type deals. But for whatever reason, she, she thought that was the, the thing to do. And it, and it worked for the most part, most of the time, I guess. And so she kind of was able to get away with a few things. And the, and the other thing that was kind of odd about this is many times the things that she would accuse others of doing was she, things that she was quote-unquote guilty of doing. So the things that she would complain about, about uh, coworkers were things that she were was or had been doing directly herself. So that was kind of weird, but somehow she would deflect that attention away from her by putting it onto somebody else. And somehow, some way... At one time, she had gathered or received some information about some things going on in my personal life outside of work um, that that um, that she had learned about. And of course, for whatever reason, she thought it was worth to share to um, at least the EVP for sure and probably the supervisor also. And there's nothing major. It wasn't any type of illegal activity or criminal activity, um, but it was. It was nonetheless. It was, you know, it was. It was definitely something that was um, heavy in in and in my life. And so again, I I don't know the need 
for her to do that. I kind of had an idea, but don't you know exactly know. But anyway, nonetheless, she shared that information. <clears throat> and I don't remember the exact. Well, this was. So this was, yeah, this was a few months later, maybe you know, uh, maybe even longer than that, up to towards a year. But anyway, um, at a certain point in time, our direct supervisor did get involved in something that was some illegal activity while on company time. So, you know, while he was um, on a lunch break, got involved in some things. And so uh, he ended up being arrested. And a few months, maybe months later, a um, few, few months later, I guess it was, um, the EVP came through and met with everybody in the department individually and was having a discussion and, and kind of explaining some things about the company's view of the situation and, and gave a, you know, just a line of BS a mile long um, because, you know, so they weren't going to do really anything other than maybe suspend him for the, the supervisor for like a week or something like that, whatever. And and dollars to donuts, they paid him, you know, so he didn't lose out on any pay. They just kept him at home, so he got a week's vacation. So whatever, I guess to appease people, but it was stupid. <clears throat> anyway, so the so the, so the EVP brings everybody into the conference, individually brings people into the conference room and sits down and gives them this rigmarole about the the whole situation. Well, so it was my turn to go in. And so we sit down and he spends probably, I'm going to say about five, no more than 10. So I would say, you know, five, six, seven minutes, something like that. The first part of that going through this rigmarole and give me all these excuses and everything like that. And so probably for the remainder of the time, which was probably, I don't know, 20 minutes, 25 tops. All right. Uh, maybe not quite that long, but, uh, right around, maybe like, we'll say 20. Okay. For sake of argument and keep this story moving. So he spends the rest of that time, uh, quizzing me and kind of, um, borderline, I guess, berating me about this, this personal information that he had learned about me that was going on out side of work. And, you know, just kind of, I said, pressing me about asking a bunch of questions and stuff. And so I was deflecting it mostly. Um, And I guess I really probably should have just put a stop to it. But I guess I was so caught off guard and, you know, so shocked about, A, how they were dismissive about the scenario with uh, our supervisor and, B, that he decided to spend the time that should have been discussing about what the company's policy was or how they're going to enforce that or how does that affect other employees and whatnot. He wants to, you know, dive into my personal life and make a big deal about me. So he was more concerned about some personal stuff in my own life that was not that big of a deal versus a a criminal activity, a legal activity that our supervisor was involved in um, and, and, and subsequently arrested for. And that he wanted to sweep under the rug, but man, he wanted to, you know, get more info on, on all this stuff. And so it, it kind of went back and forth a little bit. Like I said, I was trying to pretty much 
you know, dodge a lot of the conversation because I felt I finally came to my senses and realized that, you know, it's none of his business. And, you know, he didn't have any right to be criticizing or questioning me about anything that was going on in my life. But we ended up getting on to a topic of somebody that we knew. He knew this person from business because I believe that they were a lawyer. Yeah, they worked in a law office at the time, and so they had some involvement um, with the company, and so he knew him from there. I knew him, uh, this individual, from from being in church. And so um, I made reference to them, you know, knowing each other, and that I knew him also, and, and that I knew him from church. And, and the EVP looked, uh, paused for a moment, and he looked at me, and he says, well, what are you doing going to church? You know, like, you know, you had all this stuff going on in your life. Why are, you know, what are you doing going to church? And at that point, you know, the time was about up and, you know, he was needing to get to the next person to, you know, lay the, the line of of BS onto them. And, and so I really didn't get a chance to, to respond, I mean, I just kind of said, well, you know, what's that got, to, you know, basically I just said, what's that got to do with anything? You know, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be going to church, but, um, you know, really didn't get into the fact of what I really wanted to say. And that was this, that, yeah, that's what church is for. That's what church is really about. It is a hospital for spiritually hurting, spiritually injured, spiritually sick people. And, and, and what I mean by sick is un, unwell, right? Not, not perfect people. That's where hurt, damaged, sick, ill, burdened people go to get better is church. So anybody thinks that... Just because they're going through something or they've done some things or been in whatever doesn't mean that they shouldn't be going into a church. That is the perfect time to get things straightened out, to get things in the right direction is to be in church. And as a Christian going through something, at, you know, um, how, however they want to describe it, you know, what, whatever that might be, going to church is, is going to be a place of hope and healing and encouragement from other believers and spending time with fellow believers in the Word and with God. And for somebody who is a non-believer or non-Christian, uh, it is a place for them to to be surrounded by others that can pray with them and help them and guide them and, and, and help them, assist them through God's power to, uh, come to, to, become, to come to a knowledge of him. And I stumble with that a little bit because I don't want it to make it sound like that that's what the Christians are so much involved in that, but it's it's God's dealings, it's God's work. Christians are just a 
a uh, funnel, a vessel that he utilizes to express that to those that are their non-believers. He uses Christians to convey those messages of his love and his salvation. So it's his workings in and through others around those that he is working on. So there is no need for anybody to say, well, just because somebody's bad, quote unquote bad, perceived as bad or evil or wrong or going through something difficult or whatever it is it might be, that that should be some kind of a reason for them to not to be in the church. And there is somebody that completely misunderstands who God is and what the church is really there for. And many times, I think it is an excuse that people give to not want to go into church and not spend time in church because they feel like they're just not good enough. And that's not the case. That's not the case at all. Again, that's where we can, we can experience healing. We can, can experience getting well, getting better from our spiritual problems, diseases, illness, sickness, injuries. So just because someone, just because you're going through something or experiencing difficulty, problems, deficiencies in your life doesn't mean that it's not time to go find a gospel-preaching, Bible-believing church and spending time there with others that can share the message of hope, of love, of eternity, of salvation that is contained within God's word. And this all happened probably 2011, 2012 maybe. So at least 11, if not 12 years ago. And to this day, I still obviously can remember that and won't forget that because it'll always be something that is there that I can share with others and share and to remind myself. And also the fact that, that again, not letting others like that judge me or judge you, judge us in the manner that they do. Here, here's somebody who had 
no right, no need, no, and should and wasn't you know not given any ability to to speak that into my life. And just because he's as executive vice president with the company doesn't give him that right to speak that manner and judge me in the manner that he had done. Now, it wouldn't have necessarily done that much good to try to to come back at him in that manner or to make a big deal about it at the time just because of his own um, arrogance and attitude towards employees overall. And so for me, it was something, though, that that I would take away, that I would internalize. And then when it came to future situations, it was just to, you know, to clam up and not to, to, to share any information, to not give them any type of an in to try to, you know, have any type of influence on my life either inside or outside of work. And that's and that's what that kind of gets into that category of respect, right? I didn't have any respect for his opinions or, or um, thoughts or any of those things because then you know, I felt like that in the end it was that I was being disrespected or he's being disrespectful towards me. And then fast forward to probably three or four years later from that. And when I was, when I had met my now wife um, at the time, when, when we started dating, I, that was completely. completely uh, a secret that only maybe one person knew about, and that was somebody that I was pretty close to, that I am, you know, that I'm close to that was working there. And then, you know, I, it was one of those things where I just told him just, hey, nobody knows about this. This is it. This is no, nobody else, just you and me. in our department <clears throat> and fast forward to, to a couple years later from that. And, and when we were um, in the process of, of getting married, then it finally, you know, came out one day and, and this, in the supervisor, the direct supervisor, not the EVP, but the direct supervisors come out and said, well, we didn't even know that you were even seeing anybody. And I'm like, I know. And that was on purpose, you know, because of that. And that and that takes us in, you know, to in kind of a rabbit, um, kind of all of the books, all the page that I should say with and going these rabbit holes. But that also merges into the idea of of not getting, you know, too close to to your supervisors and sharing information that maybe that you know 
they really don't shouldn't have information to do. And that's tough. It's tough sometimes, especially when you're you know kind of close or good you know um, have a good vibe or good relationship. You perceive it as with your suit direct supervisor. Um, but unfortunately, it becomes one of those things where. You know, it um, it can be used against you, right? Something happens or something just is misperceived. And, you know, all of a sudden things completely change. Or circumstances change or things like that. Because I, you know, tell you another story in that same vein with the same supervisor was there was um, a couple of the ladies in our in our organization in our department I should say in our department that he had an affinity for he really he really liked them I mean he really they were quite a bit they were you know obviously quite a bit younger than him and. And so, you know, bottom line is, you know, he just liked to perv on him a lot. And so um, he would say things that were inappropriate and and to them and make comments to other employees and, and, and things like that. And so, you know, it would be one of those things where, you know, you'd get uncomfortable and, and you would just walk away from wherever he was at at the time. And so you're just like, I can't believe I'm hearing him say these things, Right. And so anyway, we were, we had a pretty tight knit group at that time. So we spent a lot of time together, probably five or six or seven of us there um, at this time. And they included two of these ladies that, um, you know, that he, that he was, I guess, kind of fond of and, and kind of let them have you know, a little more liberty about things than he would let other employees have. <clears throat> and so, you know, things were, were going very well at the time within the department. And, and it, like I said, everybody was getting along very well. And, you know, he pretty much would, would be okay with everybody because of this situation. Well, a few years later, these ladies eventually both leave leave the company, and you know he was starting to kind of treat people different again and, and be a little bit more um, difficult, a little bit more, I guess, targeting certain individuals and kind of being more of a jerk about some things and and whatnot. And and one day we, I was you know called into his office to discuss some things and we've had a couple of bad months numbers were kind of suffering um, we weren't doing as well and then I had kind of a uh, you know rough patch individ you know individually with this so you know just things are kind of kind of kind of compounding and so you know he just wanted to kind of bring everybody in especially if you were struggling and just kind of tear you down and rip you apart about all of that. And in the process of, of doing this, he, he 
specifically said to me, you know, I, I gave you kind of a free pass there, you know, a while back when so-and-so and so-and-so was still here because you guys were all friends, but they're no longer here anymore. So therefore, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm going to treat, treat you and everybody else, you know, the way that they, you know, the way I want to now, because these other ladies aren't here anymore. So the only reason why I guess that he was, was trying to be nice to us in that group was, is that he was trying to hopefully have an in somehow, some way with these ladies. And so to, to him, that was his way of, of trying to get, you know, curry favor with favor with them that somehow they would, I don't know, be in, involved with him somehow too. But I guess sometimes that's how the goofy mind thinks, but for him, you know, everything was about that, manipulation and how that they can, you know, handle employees in situations. So he was trying to get close to people and hang out. He would hang out with some of the folks after hours. Um, He would show up to some of the places that we did. And at the time, I didn't think anything too much of it, you know, and, you know, really didn't associate with him so much. But you know, in the end, it was not a good idea to have him there because there would be things that maybe he would see or hear. And while things were good, while we were performing well and and life was good and, and he was out of the fray with, you know, his supervisor, his boss, then he could pretty much leave everything alone. But as soon as things kind of went south or went sour or kind of going the different direction, then he was going to change his attitude and and how he handled people. And so if he had something that he could use against it, then he was definitely going to do that. And it's, and it came so then to a point where, you know, I just, if any time that he was going to be out somewhere with the group, then I, you know, I wouldn't go. There was, there was no way that I was going to be, you know, seen or associated with him because you just never knew what he was going to say or we're going to do after that. So I think that kind of, you say, well, that's just, that's just this case because this person is not a, you know, a good individual. But I think, unfortunately, in most cases, it's, it's got to be that way where you just don't associate with a direct supervisor outside of, outside of work because of the potential negativity that is, that can be perceived there. And not only just the perception piece of it, but the idea that there could be information that at a later date can be used against you. And it's sad that, that, that people operate in that type of manner. It's sad that organizations operate in that kind of manner. And it sucks that organizations that do that and people that, that do act that way are, are sometimes successful. And sometimes the businesses are successful and those people are successful, so there's nothing is going to change about how that they handle those scenarios. But again, I also know of stories of, of friends that have a supervisor that 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 drinks too much and, and therefore then she's got this label of being that way, and so therefore they just don't wanna you know, associate or go to work-related type activities after work, after hours, because of the potential of this person, you know, consuming too much alcohol. 
And then it becomes a problem. And then they're uncomfortable. Because they're dealing with this person who's basically out of control. So that's not a good position to put some to put uh, you know somebody's as a supervisor as a manager put your employees in and it's too bad because that that department where these guys work have a potential of going far beyond they're excelling very well now they're very successful now, but they have a, an opportunity to excel beyond that. But for but for poor management, and and many times the people in those positions can't see that or don't want to see that. Well, that's all I've got for this episode. I hope you're doing well. Hope you're uh, staying safe, staying healthy. Hope you enjoy the change of pace a little bit this week. And until next time.